Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Strategically, there's going to be different ways to look at it. But again, you're, 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 um, you're messing with game typical long-time forever baseball strategy as opposed to pacing the game, which go ahead time in between uh, innings. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. No, I ain't Interim manager for the Chicago Cubs. And uh, that walk-up music can belong to none other than the APSE columnist award winner, Paul Sullivan. Sully, congratulations on the APSC award. Thanks, Rosie. I think it's terrific. You should have been awarded, honored, noted. It should be like that. Good for you. Uh, yeah, it was a shocker, but, uh, you know, I'm shows you're getting old. Yes, congratulations on getting old. You, you, are, you are now the baseball Bigfoot. You when yeah, you were sad. Well, no. <laughs> Very sad. Who, who do you who do you think of when you were starting out at at the Trib? What are we talking about? Uh, what, Van Jerome, D- Jerome, yeah. Jerome Holtzman, yeah. who inv- Dean. invented the save, right? Yeah, right. the Dean. Uh, he was kind of my mentor when I came in. So uh, uh, I'm waiting for another mentor here uh, any day now. I'm sure uh, someone will pop up. No, you're supposed to do it now. That's it's circle of life stuff here. So, so who's the right picture? Who's the right guy to sit next to you in the iconic picture? Because Jerome Holtzman and his eyebrows next to Don Zimmer. I just was thinking of that picture. Is that well? That, you, so, you, you say Jerome Holtzman and, and the suspenders, the suspenders the right? Suspenders. Oh so, yeah, so, that is classic. Right, Chuck so, Journey, I think. Uh, yeah, yes, well, uh, Chuck Journey, yeah. one of the best. So we need we need you next to uh, who? And would you well, mind? There is a famous uh, me and Sammy picture in uh, from Coors Field back during the home run race. Um, I'm sure someone has it. I don't know if it's online, but it's it's in many people's homes. Oh, are, Paul are Sullivan you, and Sammy Sosa. Would, are you at, sitting there on a on a dugout bench acknowledging each other, or just acting like the yeah, other one wasn't no, there this is during the good days when? Uh, <laughs> <liked> me. <laughs> 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 a good day, I should say, not days, but there, there was a few days when we got along. See, Especially I, in '98. I mean, you know, I can't help thinking of like just all the baseball history that that Sully is that Sully is a, is a part of. You know, um, I've talked to him about sitting with Bill Veck out in the Wrigley Bleachers yeah. before, yeah. hanging out there yeah. when he was a young scribe. Mm. How, how about yeah. do I have this right? Didn't you didn't you take um, take take a cover in the dugout? At Disco Demolition and share some booze with somebody. Am I right about that? Uh, yeah, Alex Gramis, uh, Tigers coach and <laughs> coach from the Big Red Machine. Um, you were sharing my first booze. Game as White Sox beat writer was uh, Albert Bell's uh, corked bat game, where they hid the, they stole the bat and crawled through the ceiling tiles and all that. Jason Grimsley was the one crawling through yeah, the tile. Yeah. Right. So uh, speaking of, so yeah, there's been a few. Speaking of that, let's let's deal with the White Sox and what happened with 
Manny Machado and Kenny shooting off his mouth in various times and just he's now become the crazy uncle you can't shut up. <laughs> but let me go back to the White Sox, Ron Schuler. Greg Maddox is a free agent. And I remember Schuler saying, Brian Hanley writing this, Schuler saying, yeah, we've talked to him about a three-year deal. Now, everybody else is talking five years, and this is Greg Maddox coming off of Cy Young. The White Sox playing under Chairman Reinsdorf, playing the game they want to play, which is not the game that the reigning Cy Young Award winner getting five-year contracts wants to play. So it couldn't be simpler. If you wanted Manny Machado, you offered the number that he eventually got because that's what he was going to get. How badly do you think? Why did these guys read the room this badly, and why would they think Manny Machado had to take any risk at all on the back end of this contract? I, I can only guess. Uh, I can only speculate that uh, they thought that uh, he really was serious about wanting to come there with you know his uh, brother-in-law and one of his best friends. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, remember at the time or early on. I shouldn't say early on, but uh, in December, January, it seemed like the White Sox were the only one that actually had an offer for him. And then uh, someone leaked out. It was like a really, really low ball offer. And that may have, you know, kicked off uh, Manny and his agent, who knows. But uh, by the time it got to them and the Padres, uh, they had to know that they had to up their offer. And, uh, they didn't. So, you know, I have no problem with not having Manny. I think uh, he would have been in Albatross uh, in the latter year contract. But if you're going to go for it, then, uh, you know, go for it. Yeah, see, that's the thing, Paul, is that they wanted him. They they, they legitimately yeah. wanted him. They put all their – every bit of their staff towards it. And as you say, they went through the recruiting and built a really nice nest. They built a really good nest for Manny Machado to come and perch in. But then they tried to get him at a discount or on their terms because of the nest, and they overestimated the, the you know the, the allure of the nest and underestimated fifty million guaranteed dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a lot of money even for uh, you. So <laughs> right, but it's not that it's not that much that's money a lot for of them. Tofu, isn't it? It's not that much money for them. You know, I well, mean, well, it, the thing is, if, if you know, if the reports are accurate, and I believe. Kenny Rosenthal usually is pretty accurate. You know, there was a, they had another hundred thousand and um, hundred million. What was it, uh, three fifty or yeah. three thirty? I can't remember, but it was if achieved all it incentives. Was a, a lot more if he achieved all these. But uh, you know, so if if you say you have that kind of money to give it to him, right. Well, then you know, what are you worried about? Uh, um, you know, you got to wonder. You know, Jerry isn't a, a young guy anymore, and Maybe he didn't want to saddle, uh, you know, his kids with this contract uh, after he's gone. But but he he was willing to saddle him with the two fifty and the possibility of more. It's just he drew that line in the sand. By the way, it's five hundred fifty plate appearances that the, the White Sox offer Machado would have had to have at age thirty four yeah. and thirty five. They misread the room. He, they, he, he doesn't have to play that game. It's not correct. His yeah. risk. It's the White Sox persuasion, and money is the persuader. Absolutely. And here is the complete list of thirty five year olds who had five hundred fifty plate appearances <laughs> last year. You ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm, I can't even think of any. Shinsu Chu. Oh, he really God. had that many? Uh-huh. Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, yeah. Or Ed- the DH will get you right. Yeah. Correct. And Nelson Cruz. 
another DH. That's so. three DHs. Are your only men of 35 or older who had 550 plate appearances last year? And well, you, and you wonder why Manny Manny Machado doesn't want to play that game. Yes, yeah, so it's not about staying healthy. It's not about betting on himself. Why would he, why would you bother to risk that kind of thing? But but here's the thing to me that uh, I think it probably gets underplayed because of the Manny thing. But you know they they the Harper thing bothers me more because they acted like they were in on him at the very beginning, and you know there was all these oh maybe they'll get both of them, and which was ridiculous. But uh, they didn't, uh, you know, deny that they were after Harper, too. And I, Rick even mentioned Harper's name, Rick Hahn, I'm saying, at the uh, Sox Fest. So um, then when they had all this money that they saved from Manny turning them down, you know, why not, you know, make a new package for Harper if you, if you really wanted him? But that kind of showed me that they didn't really want him and that, uh, you know, maybe that was just for show. Talking with Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune, talking baseball, Cubs, Sox, and right now Manny Machado. Kenny Williams uh, ripped off the Band-Aid and then created a few more wounds with some of the things he said um, this week for no apparent reason. But in saying our fans would have been much more disappointed in our ability to keep this core and this next core together, well, this is there couldn't be anything more amorphous, and there's no reason to believe that there aren't Beckhams in the bunch. Why... Is this just what they have to sell and they keep selling it? Because there's not a lot of evidence that that ha- at the major league level that these guys can't be Beckhams as well as be turn out to be, you know, Mookie Betts, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they're talking about Eloy and uh, Robert and, uh, you know, Rutherford, some guys down there, because um, really the only one up that's part of that group is Moncada, and, you know, he's struggled last year with the the strikeouts and all that so um i i do think they have a lot of talent in the farm system and it's uh, dylan cease i think is going to be a great pitcher of course they got him from the cubs and eloy but uh you know to, to just to say that okay yeah fans would be upset if we didn't sign all these guys well you know let's wait and see if they can actually perform before you talk about re-signing them has he gone door to door to ask all their fans I mean, how else I would you know, know this? What I, a we should dumb say thing that to this say. Was, uh, this was Daryl uh, Daryl's interview in the Sun Times. Yeah. So yes. I wasn't there, there for it. Um, I know. So it was a good interview, and I thought Daryl did a good job with it. But uh, Kenny probably should have uh, left it to Rick Hahn to speak for the team. Ah, yes, there it is. <laughs> yes, he should have, Paul. And he can't. He can't help himself, and he can't resist. He can't. Um, and, and he's always been that guy, right? Like, you know, it, it's, he's always been that guy, and people used to love it. People used to love the aggression and the football mentality. It fit the fan base and, and all of that. But the time for that is past. Um, Jerry just I, – I, who, who would tell him not to speak? It'd be Jerry, and Jerry's not going to do that, I don't believe. Yeah, I mean, it's a free country. He can say whatever he wants. I just think it it's kind of undercuts Rick a little bit because Rick is the guy, and he's the spokesman, and it's his – team and uh, even though Kenny is his boss uh, you know we were all under the impression that uh, this new job of his was for him to kind of like step back from the limelight and uh, he's not kind of a he's not a step backer kind of guy Um, going to the other side um, of 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 the baseball universe with the Cubs or you know really just the town Um, you Darvish's mental state is clearly so much better that's a band. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, the way that he's having no interpreter, the way that he's talking about living in the now, uh, boy, his English is is remarkably great. Um, and sometimes people will, you know, want to give somebody like that tough love. Like, come on, toughen up here, guy. But you spent $126 million on the man. He's sensitive. He is sensitive. He is thoughtful. And it seems like uh, he and the Cubs are, are coming in in a much better, healthier mental place. How much of last year you think was mental and how much was physical? Uh, you know, I really don't know because I don't know the guy that well. But uh, I would think that, uh, you know, it seemed like it, it is nothing that required surgery, obviously. So I, I think there was an injury. But, uh, you know, it seemed like every time he did make a start, for this, those first two months, there was like you know cramps or or headache or something. It just seemed like uh, he did have a lot of mental problems, not mental mental issues, mental skills issues. And uh, we asked him about if he had seen uh, any, you know, if he talked to the mental skills guys on the Cubs staff because they have about a hundred of them. <laughs> and uh, he he claimed he has not, and that uh, you know that the. the decision to speak in English is just his that he feels more comfortable with the media now and um and you're right I mean he I was shocked that <laughs> uh, he speaks English better than me so uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, you know you talk to a guy for a year and in his his language and you have no gives no hint at all that he you know can understand or, or speak your language and then all of a sudden he's yapping away I was like wow impressive we're talking with Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune. I um, I looked at last year's roster when they signed Darvish, and I, I thought they were getting a different Darvish, one who wouldn't melt after he walked a guy. <laughs> but I think this comes back. He comes back healthier and different. Brian comes back healthier and different. I guess I'm going to have to believe it until I'm shown different. And I really thought they were going to win the World Series last year. So I'm saying that last year's team is going to win this year's World Series. I like this team. I know the division got better. Paul Goldschmidt scares the crap out of me mm-hmm. when he comes into Wrigley Field. And the Reds are no longer the pushover yeah. that they were. Right. But I still think that their pitching in that ballpark in the summer is just going to be – they'll find a way to lose. I think that's been the Reds' um, situation. And the Pirates will find a way to not to compete. That's usually what they do. Hmm. And then there's the Brewers, who I think are – well, as you found out and you wrote about last – they're pretty much Craig Council. They just keep clawing back and clawing back, and they ran down the Cubs. How legitimate do you think their world, the Cubs World Series chances are now with the roster as it stands? Um, you know, honestly, I still have would have to go with uh, the Brewers because uh, I was traitor by their bullpen last year. Uh, I mean, and they got all those guys back. Um, I do think Council, you know, he knows that that's his strength and. He manages his uh, starters that way because the rotation, if you go by rotation, you know, obviously the Cubs is uh, on paper much better than the Brewers. Uh, but the thing about the Cubs that still worries me is, uh, you know, I know Brian's healthy and, you know, there's a lot of talent there, but this team scored like uh, one or zero runs, like, was it 40 times last year or something? Mm-hmm. And uh, they do have basically almost the same exact lineup back except Descalso. So, you know, what's to make you think that it's going to be that much different even well, I think know, Brian's with one guy? I think Brian's going to be healthy. 
I don't think Contreras is going to suck. If it does, then they, they got to rip up this roster. I mean, if Contreras sucks, well, again, yeah, they basically and, said that, right? And that's so. Yeah. So I'm betting on I'm being Stevie Sunshine here, and I'm just looking at yeah. At what you always are a positive guy. I am. I've made a career out of that, and I do uh, think that I'm looking at that, that that for everything that went wrong, they won 95 games last year, and and. Well, you know, without the closer, without the $126 million starter, without your MVP third baseman, and I just think it's going to be, and your catcher sucked for what your yeah. catcher should have been, and your second baseman became a, an MVP shortstop, and that's wonderful. I just think, I just think with everything that happened that if this team's healthy, far and away the best roster, I still, I still believe in it. Let me let me put it that way. Hmm. Well, you know, you have to pitch like they expected. And, you know, Hamels was only there two months. He was great. But, you know, before that, in Texas, he was nothing. So, you know, you don't want a Gary Gaetti situation where a guy comes in and has a That's great true. half season, then you bring him back and he flops. Wow, um, going going Gary guy Going full Gaetti well, on me, huh? You know, it's, Hamels is a good pitcher, but he's no young guy. Um, Lester had a pretty good year, a really good year, but you know, he's another year older. So, uh, you know, these guys have to, uh, you know, perform like they're at their peak age when they're probably not. Well, they, they're trying to coach them up. They're changing. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I, I mean, they got, they got coach them up. Ro- former, former coach up Lester. Good well, luck. No, no. But the offense, <laughs> no, former organiz- decimal points at Lester, uh-huh. <laughs> former roving organ- organizational hitting coach, Joe Madden has resumed yeah. that role. That's what he did in Anaheim for years where he made his bones. Um, and now he's, you know, screaming out situations and throwing small balls from 35 feet away. I love that stuff, by the way. I'm just, I'm such, <laughs> Such a sucker for that stuff because everybody needs a B hack, Polly. Everybody. Why are you down here? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, no. it's, it's, the score will be there uh, next week. Oh, you're not coming? No, oh. I, yeah, yeah, no. I did. They don't. Uh, they don't let bring we- the show down for a weekend. They don't let weekend guys go. Um, no. But the 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 midday and the afternoon show will be there next oh, week, okay. and then the morning show will also be there on Thursday at the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so Saturday suckage, no. So. Send me, send me personal cell phone video of the situational hitting <laughs> drills. All right? Take care of that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would require me watching them. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, my point about the coaching up, though, is that they have this new mix, right? Anthony Iaposi, Tommy Hadovy, and yeah. Mark Loretta. Those guys are not Madden guys. Those are not Madden guys. So no, they're Madden replacements. Well, you know, when if they're four and eight in a 12-game span in April – how hot is the seat for Joe? Well, if he, 20 games, that's Gene Lamont territory. <laughs> that, would be a really, that would be a really quick trigger. Uh, I would think they would at least go through the All-Star break before they started talking about something like that. And I really don't think they would actually fire Joe. I think they would, if they didn't bring him back, that's another thing. But, uh, I, you know, I, I just don't see them firing him. It's kind of like with Dusty, the you know, everyone knew he was gone after the season, but uh, in his last year. But you know, you knew that the Cubs weren't going to actually pull the trigger on him. No, but they believe this roster should win a World Series, and I think he's got till Memorial Day to be in first or second place. I think mm-hmm. that's it. I think that everybody looks at Memorial Day as okay. We're two months in. We could still yeah. rally, and so many teams have done it. I mean, they 
The White Sox beat an Astros team that was dead last, yeah. maybe in baseball on Memorial Day, and turned it around. So I, I think yeah. that's it. I think he's got. To I remember Memorial the Chronicle Day. had the the Houston Chronicle did the whole tombstone uh, thing for that, uh, you know, to declare that that's dead. right. You know, the old newspaper trick with the uh, <laughs> That's why newspapers are dying. The Astros yeah. didn't die. The newspapers did. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but you won, a, you won a newspaper award, so bless you. So did you, Rosie. So did you. No, I was No, I was part of a package that was, we submitted, we had Bulls 20 years after the dynasty. Tri- uh, Casey Johnson and Malika Andrews did all the work on yeah, it. Yeah, it was great stuff. And... I wrote a column. It's basically Bob Costas. I said, give me, where does Jordan shot? He was on the call for Jordan shot. Where does that shot rank? And it was number one, and he went into great detail. And David Haw wrote a column, and that was part of the package. And Phil yeah. Rosenthal, so we all got it. was all good. Yeah. I mean, that was Casey Johnson. He's he's wonderful. He's Sully, though, but, one. But let me ask you this, uh, yeah. uh, Steve, because I haven't talked to you in a while. What do you do in retirement? Just I'm not retired. I simply left the Tribune. I'm writing a book. I'm about fifty five thousand oh, okay. words into the book. It's non sports. It's a novel. Oh. I'm just oh, cool. that's why I left to to do this. That's oh, why okay. I'm doing it. And then soon I could be asking if you want cheese on that. That's where we could be. <laughs> if you, I, I do for future <laughs> reference. <laughs> How many points is that cheese? <laughs> also throw that slice of cheese at a baby. Yeah, do that, please. Right. Would you miss the? Do you miss the daily uh, column or no? Um, yes and no. There's so much crap to make fun of, to rip, to carve. Yeah, that would the be bulls. it. But then, but then I've already done that. The, the Bulls once again are ruined the tanking again with their high school coach and all of his. And he wanted to. I want to be out there with you guys. I want to dive on the floor with Wayne Seldon and all. It's just that <laughs> I miss that clown show. But this has been much more interesting. So yeah, and, well, I'm glad you're still on the radio and you're enjoying your. No, I'm glad freedom. you're on the radio to talk to us, Sully. Well, as I the dean, it, as uh, the new dean, and no, I, I can't be the new dean. Yes, you just get some some no. eyebrow transplants. The new dude, <laughs> the dude, yeah, that's, that's dude, the yeah. You need yeah. you need eyebrows, dude. And then I'm thinking, um, and and Madden, get, get a side by side this year with with Madden. Um, hopefully he has the hat off so you can see the dye job if he's going with that again and, okay. and, and get an eyebrow implant and with then his blue hair, Joe's blue hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll put, we'll put that one next to Holtzman and Zimmer. There you go. Oh, okay. Wow. That would be a treasure. Thanks, Sully. You're too kind. Thank you, Sully. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate you joining you us. All right. One of my favorites, Paul Sullivan. He is the Dean of Baseball Writers. He just, there's not, it's amazing he and Zambrano get along now. Because I really thought that was that had all the all the stability of a blasting cap, and Zully was just whatever it was. He was going to give it right back to you. I love that man. You know, but don't don't you find that players eventually respect that? Not if necessarily. It, no. Some don't, don't want to be bothered by it. Sammy wanted his ass kicked, and I mean ass his kissed. ass kissed. Yeah, you're right. So, some, was, so some guys do. Some guys do. Some guys don't. Who who told the story about Frank Robinson? That when Frank Robinson was was the player manager in Cleveland, um, you know, a young reporter went in there and Frank's just ripping him, ripping him, ripping him. And the guy stays there. And about five minutes in, Frank said, OK, come to my office and just, you know, just you want to test. You wanted to test guys out and see well, if well, they really had it. I, I've seen that. I've been a part of that. Mm-hmm. I, Mike Keenan, Mike Keenan could go off. He didn't like a question. He didn't like where it was going or whatever it was. And OK, I'm here. I'm still here. I'm going to ask you another question. 
and that's the way it was sometimes. I, 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 some players, some coaches don't want anything to, to do with it. Um, and and Ditka would sit the first first column I wrote on the Bears. Ditka was couldn't wait to rip the whole thing at training camp, and whatever. Hmm. For a guy who said he didn't read the papers, he knew what was in the papers. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We come back. I do have, I think I have a real convincing reason you should buy into these bulls. Spiegel. Okay. Or at least buy a Bulls package. I'll tell you why. Saturday Suckage, Rosa Lumen Spiegel, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You sh- I feel you should walk this in. It's about to happen, I think, if you pulled the whole thing. Lou Reed walking on the wild side on the score. Holly came from Miami Boom. He gotta, hit the post! Gotta hit it, man. Yeah. Away across USA. Anniversary of his birth? He passed Close away in 13? It's the anniversary of his birth. She, so he was, we were discussing earlier, he was, um, I described him, and I'm not an expert, but a musician's musician. He was that guy that appealed to, he wasn't... You know, the Mick Jagger, he wasn't the, he and the velvet underwear, whatever they were. <laughs> the, but he was that, right? How would you describe him? Where, where does he rank um, cool. for you or what do you? Just iconic. Cool. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you know that slacker thing that happened in the 90s? We got all these like rockers trying to act like they don't care. Too cool for the room. Too cool for the room. Yeah. Lou Reed was too cool for every room he'd ever been in. And it didn't seem but like... without trying? Correct. Yes. It was Did, not an act. It just, was Lou Reed. Yeah. And just just really, really cool. And and, and that whole thing, that, that Velvet Underground thing, that the that Warhol and, 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 and that them started, that yeah. was a scene. And that was, that was anti-hippie, anti-psychedelia. Um, but if you actually listen to some of the music and some of the jams, they actually crossed over into that a little bit more than, than, than you realize. But I remember like just sort of in my musical education, hearing that blew my mind. Just, it was a, it was a different kind of animal. You, you know what they say about the Velvet Underground that not everybody bought their records, but everybody who did formed a band. <laughs> I never, yeah. I never heard yeah. that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good, it's a good. I don't know even know where that came from. But, but that was not. There was never anything overtly commercial. If it happened to hit, like that song was probably is that his best known song? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, that, for sure. But it wasn't. He wasn't the the commercial pig. He wasn't chasing that. He was doing. It always seemed to me. Uh huh. He was doing for what the art, doing it for him. the art. Absolutely, what, what the muse said. Absolutely. Speaking of music, this should. This is a reason you should buy Bulls. Bulls are having attendance troubles. Okay. They are sellout they, streak they really? ended in seventeen. Well, for them, mm-hmm. right? Because it was always amazing that they would continue selling tickets. For you brought up Tim Floyd earlier for some of the the Cornell David teams, right? <laughs> the Dalibor Bargar Reach teams. They were they were they would continue to sell Marcus out. Marcus Pfizer really brought them. Yeah, in. amid all the crap. Yes, they did because of the legacy of Jordan or the coolness of going to the ball games. I'm going to say this: whatever Jordan and winning had a lot to do with it. It created made it a magical place. I'm going to give Steve Shanwald a lot of credit. Okay, and Chairman Reinsdorf a lot of credit for encouraging him. 
they made it an event. There were giveaways even when Jordan and Pippen were playing. You were they were grooming the next generation who would now there's a statue, okay? Right? Didn't get you're not gonna see him play. You may never have seen him play. But they groomed that next, they made that a place to be, even when it wasn't really a place to be. Hmm. So as chairman of Breads and Circuses, and not just the guy who who was there when they dra- when they won the lottery to get Derrick Rose, Steve Shanwell had a lot to do with that. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. But the shell- sellout streak ended because they suck. And they have done a lot of things to combat the decline. This is from a piece Phil Thompson wrote on the chicagotribune.com. Okay. They've been aggressive at boosting their sales staff, offering discounts, selling packages to corporations and schools, and get a load of this. Giving musicians and other entertainers opportunities to perform on the court if they buy group packages. <laughs> so I don't know what the number minimum number of group pack. If you ever wanted to play the big house, Spiegel, you and Tributosaurus. <laughs> you want to play the United Center? You want to play the United Center, you buy a group package of Bulls tickets. You play. That's it wouldn't wait a minute. Phil Thompson explain, just wrote this. Explain this to me. To combat the decline. They're trying to sell tickets anyway. Okay. They so you buy a group package and they're gonna let you put when? When do you get to play on the floor at the United Center? You know, it doesn't really say Okay, that. well I think that's important. Is anybody there? Well, call up and ask. <laughs> I call Chuck. Well, let's get Sorsky back. Anyways, I just thought that would appeal. Tributosaurus could play the big room. That, you could play that, the United Center. That is, that is a big room. For the cost. And you don't even have to buy the tickets. You could try to talk your friends into buying 300-level tickets because they're going to watch you play. A lot of people would buy tickets to come see you play anyways. I would. What's the group rate for Bulls tickets uh-huh. compared to group rates for Tributosaurus hey, show? You know, if they but can, now you'd see them in the big room. Look, if the Bulls can afford us, they can just straight hire us. You know? <laughs> This is not a bot mitzvah. They're not, they're not hey, doing that. We don't play those. They want your money. They don't want to pay you money. That's amazing. Uh, yep. I thought you'd find that interesting. Wait, no, but what is, what is that's, does, does that sound as um, unfortunate and embarrassing yes, it as is. it reads to, it's finally, to me? It's finally happening that the Bulls are trying to act like you would see other minor league teams act, other teams that can't draw, mm. but are trying to maintain that major league veneer, that that sellout. The sellout streak ended. Nobody said much about it, but that's not the only thing. that The popularity has not continued because they don't know what are they. They're a team that's bass backwards. We've seen that. Yeah. This is not the time they should be winning basketball games. Uh, this uh, the text uh, texture texture to you specifically, uh, Steve. The Bulls have always done that with high school teams. Say if two high schools want to play on the floor before a game, you have to sell X number of tickets. The Fire do that too, uh, right? I've seen and and I believe the Blackhawks have done that with hockey teams. This is beyond the actual sport itself. This is oh, you're musicians. You buy forty tickets, mm. we'll let you play. And I don't know, maybe it's one song, two songs. Maybe I don't know what constitutes a set. You're right. When? Before the game? After the game? I don't know. I'm just saying. That's I'd amazing. Give you, I'm trying to point you in the right direction. Oh, appreciate appreciate that, the help. That you get, you miss sports and music, and there you go. You're playing the big house. Man. Right. You know who plays the big house? Uh, Billy Joel 
You know, you know, he's got the steady in New York, right? Yeah, he's got the monthly at the Garden. Yeah, a monthly gig at Madison and Square it's Garden. Been sold out every for, time. What five years now? Unbelievable. Yeah. Can you imagine? He's New York's New York's guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he plays deep, deep cuts, and he invites guys from Billy Joel cover bands to come and join him and play on that stage. I didn't know. Oh yeah. I saw we saw um, a doc on him. And I was not happy. I love Billy Joel. I saw every show in L.A., every show out here. But when Liberty DeVito, an animal of a drummer from the original, and suddenly they won't let him on the plane to fly home for Easter because Billy might want another seat to put his feet up on. That's not the way you treat a band. Yeah, when he – there was a certain point where – he left behind a couple of yeah. band members. Russell Javers he, and, and he, Liberty DeVito. Russell Javers descended fairly quickly and died. Yeah. So well, I love thanks for bringing first, that up. I love that first band. Richie Canada was on the, on the horns. And I, and I just didn't – I lost a lot of zest and love for Billy Joel when I saw it. That's not the way you treat somebody. But that's not the way you treat your group purchase of tickets <laughs> at the United Center. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back um, – I have some other stuff apropos of nothing, including, my God, the Carolina Hurricanes. They just keeps getting better. Talk about that and whatever crap you got. <laughs> fill out the hour. It's not even an hour we got to fill out. We're just going till 50, 55. We're just trying to kill time here, people. I'm being honest. We want to get out of here. I'm going to give again. you a point-by-point um, a breakdown of the high five between Bryce Harper and the Philly Fanatic that just took place. About 15 minutes minutes ago. I'm going to give you a wow. thousand words on that. Spiegel on the Telestrator. <laughs> Saturday second, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Saturday second, before we're done with it, a couple things we want to get to here. <clears throat> Carolina Hurricanes. God, we love them. We love them. They have brought fun back into hockey, the post-win celebration. So we've just talked about so one time. They, they start in a circle, and they clap with a... With a fan, and all the people in the arena are clapping. Uh-huh. One time, I remember bringing it to the airwaves. They played Duck, Duck, Goose. Yes. Okay. So, and, and it's it's great because hockey usually does not have frivolity. Right. Group and, frivolity like right. that. And Don Cherry called them a bunch of jerks. Which is so ridiculous for the guy who wears nothing but tablecloths. Right. He, he dresses like a clown. Yes. And he's worried about a team having fun after a victory. <laughs> and he's been doing it for decades. Shut the hell up. So, and they, by the way, the Carolina Hurricanes are now marketing shirts that say bunch of jerks. You nice. can, you can buy them with their logo on there. Last night was one of the, was inspired. They get into the circle, clap their hands over their heads uh-huh. and everybody's with them. And then all of a sudden Martin Nook, Jordan Martin Nook gets into the middle of the, cause they do this with the circle around the um, face off uh, the center ice circle. It's only after wins, right? Yes, only okay. after wins okay. at home. Okay, good. And so then he gets he skates into the center right at the face-off dot, puts up his dukes. There's nobody else there. But out onto the ice walks Evander Holyfield. They brought Evander Holyfield out in boxing gloves, in street shoes, <laughs> to fight Jordan Martinuk. And there's a left jab, and Martinuk goes down, one of the one of the Hurricane players. And that's their celebration afterwards. And everybody mobs Evander Holyfield. Oh, my God. I just, it's, it's become an inspired bit of, of, of scenery, of, of, of a review. It's just 
It's great. Well, let's think about the planning that goes along with that. A, who knows Evander Holyfield? Or does he come to them? How do they know Evander Holyfield? Hey, guys, got a friend, got a friend. You know, come okay. on, Carolina okay. to, to Georgia? You know, uh, you're not that far right. away. All right, so come to the game. But uh, we got to win. We have to we'll win. win. Well, we then going to really hit somebody. Uh, imagine the pressure on you all night long is like, what, are you going to get Holyfield to come back to the next home game? Yeah. This might be your one chance like to get Aaron, this done. Hank, Hank Aaron following around Barry Bonds before he broke the record, right? Oh, yeah. You hit that home run? Uh-huh. Now they're going to walk me again. Or the Maris right. family going to every Mark McGuire game what for a while there. What else does Evander Holyfield have to do? And I, th- I thought the does idea he, was inspired. I don't know what's son? next. Does he have a son who's, uh, I, I feel like he's got a son who's like a college football player or something. I don't know. So you can look that up. And meanwhile, okay. I'll tell you, I'll bring you this. Did you see? Yes, Georgia running back Elijah Holyfield is the son of boxing star Evander Holyfield. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't know. So his kid is playing, um, and unfortunately he just ran one of the slowest 40 times for any running back at Oops, the, NF- the NFL scouting combine. The, That's too bad. You know who's a good tipper? Not Scottie Pippen. No. Next. Opposite of that would be Chad Ochocinco. Okay. He gets a bill for $18.17, and it says tip not included. And you know how the the suggested amounts, if you want to dip 20% or 18%, he, for this bill that was $18.17, he tipped $209. And he wrote above the tip, I once had 209 yards in a game in 2007. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, he signed it. He tipped $209 because he had 209 yards in a game. All right, wellness check. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> somebody do a wellness check on Chad Ochocinco. I love that. I mean, wide receivers, like the look at me wide receivers of the universe, once they stop playing football, it's how looking, do you get people to look at you? Right. Well, you tip big. But look, there's a benefit there. It's not just on you. Oh, no, that's nice. That's, that's yeah. wonderful. I think that's a, that's a, I am so. <laughs> Texter wonders, did Holyfield have to buy a group, a big group ticket batch for the Hurricanes <laughs> game in order to get on the field? <laughs> in order to get on, on the, the ice. ice. That's outstanding. That is staying with the program. Yeah. We, we love that. Oh, man, that's great. So Bryce Harper has now been introduced, by the way, Steve Rosenblum. He has. 45 minutes they spent in Clearwater, Florida. He, Florida, he and Matt Florida. Clinton. Contact the GM and John Middleton, the owner. John Middleton said, I don't think this was stupid money. And he's probably well, right as you look at it. we 15 years to figure that out. we got a whole bar mitzvah to figure that out. They had a giant printout of the PlayStation game with Bryce on the cover and of the ESPN, the magazine, with Bryce on the cover. They are on their way towards marketing. They're selling him. Their multimedia star. Chuck Swirsky, Mark Grody, David Schuster, Paul Sullivan joined us. Zach Withers, Tony Gill. And Adam Staczynski produced us. We want to thank everyone who listened, texted, survived, hated us, got mad at us, blew your nose at us, farted in our general direction. <laughs> we appreciate that. Cubs baseball is next. After that, DeCaro and Hendricks on the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.